Hey, Slay Nation. We're back with another episode of the So She Slays podcast. Today, I have um, a very special guest and then also our co-founder, Chauncey, who's here with us today. So I'm Heather. If you didn't know, I'm your host. And then Chauncey over here. Hello. I'm so happy to be here today. Thank you for having me on this amazing podcast. I get to visit like once in a blue moon, but I'm super excited. <laughs> and we have our special guest, actually someone that you all should follow if you don't follow. I personally follow. I'm a big fan of everything she does. Please introduce yourself, our special guest. Hi, um, I'm Tiara Willis. I am an esthetician, uh, content creator, and makeup artist. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I mean, I feel like you are very humble because I feel like you yeah. have done so much more than just, <laughs> than just those like three things. Um, Chauncey has been following you for a minute. So have I. Like, so brag about yourself a little bit, please. Like, please brag. Like talk about all the great things you've done. Please. Okay. It's okay. To- <laughs> okay. So um, starting at the age of 14, I launched a platform called Make a Form of Color. And I created it because I felt like there was really a need in the beauty space for representation for girls that looked like me. So this is a time um, we're talking about where, you know, there was just not diversity in the industry at all. This is when foundations came in like eight shades and then maybe one of two of them were for black and brown folks. So it was very difficult to find, you know, representation, so finding inspiration, but then also, you know, specifically finding products. So um, after doing a lot of research, I kind of became the go-to person um, for when it comes to advice for makeup women of color. So that inspired me to create the platform. And clearly it was something that people needed because within three months we had already, I had already gained um, 10,000 followers. So it really took off from there. Um, and then I was only in high school. I think I just started my freshman year. So once I realized like, oh, this can be an actual thing, I went into it full force. So I remember riding the bus to go pick up my brother on the Metro bus and just posting, creating ideas, creating graphics, sending pitches to different brands. Um, So throughout that time, um, the first check I got um, was for a few thousand dollars from one brand. And it was kind of interesting because I was only 14. So I didn't have a bank account or anything like that. (laughs) So I kind of had to like break the news to my mom about what was happening. And she was upset that I hadn't told her earlier because by then I already had like 30,000 followers. Um, so that was interesting. Um, it definitely stressed my parents out a little bit because I was starting to get all these PR packages and I was being sent money, like a lot of money and we kind of didn't know what to do with it. So then we're all freaking out about taxes and starting a business and, and all of that. And then, um, I decided to graduate high school early. Um, I knew that I did not want to go to college. I knew that, you know, I had a career already, something that I had already wanted to do. And I did not have any interest going to college and, you know, spending time on going to classes that, you know, that I didn't really need. And then also, go, you know, going into unnecessary debt. So I graduated early. I um, graduated at 16 and um, I knew I wanted to do something after school. So I considered doing graphic design classes or business classes. But eventually I landed in aesthetic school because one, um, the reason why I like to wear makeup was because I had acne and dark spots and hair pigmentation and all that. So I was like, why do I want to know how to like clear my skin so I can feel a little bit comfortable um, wearing makeup with and without it. Um, and then also too, I knew that going to sex, I would get my makeup license. And originally I had the idea of going to cosmetology school 
And a funny story is that in New York, you can do a program um, like BOCES, which is basically like half the day you go to school and then the other half of the day you go to trade class. And I went to cosmetology and my principal was not having it. She was like, she gave me the hardest time. One, because I had a really high GPA. I was getting straight A's. And then also knowing that I had this business um, that was going really well. So she wanted me to go to like an Ivy League school. And when she found out I wanted to go to cosmetology school, she was like, it's not happening. So she pretty much barred me from going to um, cosmetology schools. Um, I remember having the meeting with my guidance counselor, her and my mom. And she was like, yeah, like she's not doing that. She basically said like going to a trade school was for delinquents, uh, for people not graduating. And um, I'm, you know, bigger than that. Um, so my mom were like, okay, well, what, what would, what about like, if we went over your head and like pursued this? And she was like, I would not support it. Um, we were like, okay, well, can she at least graduate early? She's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so that was our compromise and all throughout school, um, the past, the, you know, until I did three years of school and I would just always get harassed and my friends and I in the hallway would start like ducking my principal because every time that she would come up to us, she would just start almost like picking a fight with me. And um, she would tell my friends, like, don't try to do what Tiara is doing. She's the only one, you know, don't, you know, follow in her footstep. And I was always in the principal's office. I was always in the guy's counselor's office. So, um, but yeah, I through that that's a new principle you need a new principle and <laughs> my main question now have, have you went back to the school and say well look at me now have you done that no, I not, I don't, <laughs> don't lie you know you lightweight we're like, mm, like i was thinking about it <laughs> i'm sure they can read it they'll they'll read about me i'm sure okay. um i remember in school um my they find you know starting to find out about what I was doing and stuff because I had been um pretty active in my school because I went to you know a school that was mostly white and there was like only like I think one to three percent of black students so um you know there were things and issues with that so I was always kind of working with uh, my principal and dealing with those things so we kind of already had a rapport people kind of knew who I was and then finding out about my career and what was growing they actually had the communicate communications um director interview me I guess for the school website or for the oh. school paper or whatever so um I guess it when it went live on Facebook I remember going through the hallways and like everyone's staring at me and like people coming up to me being like my mom like was showing me you on, on Facebook and stuff like what the heck are you doing like what's going on so um yeah, that was interesting. And then I remember my gym teacher once telling me in class that he saw me um, on Yahoo because I did an interview um, with them. So, um, yeah, it was interesting. So they know about me. But, yeah, so I graduated and I went to aesthetic school. And in school, I just talked about what I was learning online. My platform's always been very educational. And I've never been one to gatekeep information. And I always kind of wanted to feel like a big sister or a girl's girl to everyone. Um, and making sure to share whatever I know, like I want my audience to know. So I would tweet throughout school, like, oh my gosh, did you guys know that you're supposed to lay your skincare in this way? <laughs> so I was always just sharing information and people gravitated to it. And my audience only grew. So even though I wasn't talking about makeup as much, I, my audience kind of went through the waves um, with me. So now I talk a lot about skincare. So I talk about, you know, sunscreen, um, yeah. teaching people the right amount to apply and like, how can we treat skin of color? What's the difference? Um, 
and treatments that we do for, you know, different Fitzpatrick types or different skin types. So yeah, so now at my platform, I talk a lot about skincare, but now for 2023, I'm also kind of transitioning, talking more about business and entrepreneurship, because really as a content creator, I'm running a business and I've been doing it for about seven years. So I learned a lot. I did not come from a background of financial literacy. You know, a lot of my family, you know, did not go to college or anything like that or had backgrounds in law or like, yeah, you know, money and things like that um, or know about savings and retirement accounts like you're just not well versed in that so I figured out a lot of that on my own and the team that I built so now with social media kids or or my generation gen z is will blow up overnight completely change their lives um they're like you know teenagers who have millions of followers on tiktok and aren't making any money from it especially with black and brown creators i find that they don't have management representing them or they're just not getting the offers that they deserve or they're being lowballed and things like that so 2023 my goal is kind of again being that educational big sister and sharing you know how to properly you know represent yourself um, being a content creator now. So not only talking about beauty, but then also making sure to talk about, you know, financial literacy, entrepreneurship, um, contracts and negotiations and yeah. just being an entrepreneur. That's kind of like I, what <clears throat> we want to talk about too. It's like, we want to like dive into this um, financial, financial literacy. literacy part of this, because I know for a fact, like you said, like there's a lot of kids coming up and there's also too, a lot of, you know, people in their twenties and thirties who are finding some success um, who don't really even <clears throat> know how what to do with the money that they're mm-hmm. getting, or even like, how do I know that I, my platform is something that's going to resonate with people that I can go then find representation? Like, I think there's a lot of gatekeeping and mysterious, you know, circumstances around like, how do, is this even a thing? And how do I do that? Yes. Yeah. So um, I think with being a creator and one thing that I didn't really understand was like how much I'm supposed to get paid and then what to do with this money. So um, one thing that I learned is that I was just getting lowballed a lot and I was finding out from other creators how other people were getting paid and another thing that I learned is to never take the first offer so I think being young and when a brand comes to you saying hey we want to give you thousands of dollars or even hundreds of dollars for doing this post you're like oh my gosh like that's amazing like yes of course you're excited right but then realizing now you know throughout the past years is that brands are always going to give you the end of the budget So I've gotten deals where I've gotten 10 times, three times the amount of an original offer. Um, For example, one brand offered me $1,000 to, you know, engage in this one deliverable. And the end of the budget was actually $10,000. So I ended up getting um, that, but that's kind of how it is. So I, I would say to creators now, like, don't get so excited about what you're initially offered because I've gotten multiple times of, of that size. And then another thing I didn't really understand was one, I had to get um, a checking account and I ended up getting a high school checking account. And then um, a story for that is, okay, now we have to get a business, I guess, an LLC for her, right? So my family and I, we like signed up on LegalZoom, having no idea what we're doing. Um, We were doing, we did that too. (laughs) We like registered for for legal zoom and then we're like okay i guess now she has to get a business account 
like business checking account. So we go to Chase and the lady pretty much laughs in our face. She was not the nicest about it. Actually, she was like, what are you talking about? She's way too young to have a business. Like she can't do that. You cannot, she cannot have this only if she was like a child actor or something, but I don't know why they allowed you to, um, to do that. So yeah, so that happened and I was freaking out because I, I was getting papers from the state about this LLC and I had no, I, I did not understand it at like at all. I was very confused. Um, so eventually I went to see an accountant, which um, I recommend to all content creators. Most of the time a consultation with a, an accountant is free. And one thing that someone told me a long time ago, um, another business owner is to not sleep on mom and pops is I think sometimes we get caught up in like corporations, but actually like those small town, like, um, you know, working with people in the community, those are actually like the best accountants. They have a lot of experience and they make things very simple. Um, and with corporations, you'll be working with like different people, right? Because people get fired and hired. So yeah. the accountant that you have or the CPA you have one day, they could get fired the next day. Now you're with a whole new person that maybe not be, isn't as good as the other one, or they're not trained as properly versus if you have like a small town guy, like he knows what he's doing. Right. And you don't have to worry that one day he's not going to be there. So I have really enjoyed working with, you know, small town accountants and my financial advisors, same thing. They actually work together. So um, I tell people like, don't sleep on you know, working from someone in your hometown, they can be great. Um, and then also interview people. So I went through a ton of accountants or assistants and, and you know, I, it's just interviewing people or, or financial advisors. And when you do that and you interview multiple people and have multiple consultations, you kind of figure out what's normal and what's not. So I talked to multiple people and I would have a series of questions and then Maybe they would tell me something about they like to do. And then I'd ask the newest person that I'm interviewing, like, what do you think about that? And they're like, eh, that's kind of like shady. Like, we don't really do like, not supposed to do that. Or, um, you know, actually have these credentials um, that you're supposed to have as a CPA or, or a financial advisor. Then I'd ask the next person, like, okay, do you have these things? Because the other guy said that. <laughs> da, da, da. So, uh, yeah, you really pick up on stuff. And my assistant, who I adore, um, she was on all of my Zoom calls. So she was starting to learn like all of these um, these different things. And I'll never forget one thing that she told me. She was like, you know, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, always wanted to start my own business. But she was like, after working with you and being on these calls, I don't want to do that. <laughs> She's like, I changed my mind. That's a lot of work. Okay, like it's a lot, but I love that you, especially your Gen Z generation. And like you said, it's hard to learn the ins and outs of any business. And I feel like Heather and myself were millennials. And all I think we learned in high school was like economics and accounting. And it's like very base level, like even college. Very basic. Very basic. I feel and like one, yeah. our school systems gypped us because yeah. like, I'm yeah. like, there are I'm so many real life shit that like, I, I should know by now. I should not be Googling this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and um, for me, <laughs> For, for me, because I graduated high school early, basically my junior year, I took junior and senior classes. So a part of my senior classes was half the year you would actually take, um, you would choose, um, I think not an elective, but you could choose between um, economics and then I think a literacy class. So for about six months, um, I took economics and um, I definitely learned a lot. One project that we had was in the beginning of 
the course, you would pick stocks. That, yeah. So we all got to pick three stocks. And then yeah. at the end, you'd see who, you know, made the most money. And guess who won? Guess who made the yeah. most money? Yeah, it was me. Smart. I'm smart about it. <laughs> I picked, I picked um, it was a time, or there was a hurricane uh, that just happened. So I picked Home Depot. Yes. And then I picked Amazon. And then um, I don't remember the next one that I picked, but they both did well. So, um, yeah, but things like that, you don't really learn about. Like, no, no. one taught me, like, what a SEP IRA is. No one taught me Bro, about I, a high-yield okay. savings account. Same no. thing. Google and YouTube. Yes. And it's just like YouTube amount. Academy. YouTube Academy is what I call it. <laughs> yeah. It's also, especially as women of color, like, we don't have generational wealth. It's very rare that we have generational wealth. And our parents, you know, our parents are amazing. They've done so much great work, but they don't have the knowledge of like stocks. And like, cause now we have like, if you buy stocks, how do you work with your stocks? Like, how do you do this? Like, luckily, like, yeah, we have YouTube Academy, we call it. But like, yeah, especially as women of color, how do you navigate that as a woman of color in these like big business deals because they will lowball you because you're a woman of color they don't see you as a yeah how do you deal with that you know as an entrepreneur I realized that I'm not good at everything so delegating work I mean congratulations because it takes a little bit to get that far (laughs) when you're an entrepreneur you're like all right I can't I can't do it all I have my zone of genius and then I just have things that don't make sense (laughs) yes exactly so delegating work has been the biggest benefit for me I wish I did it earlier um but one I realized that there are just not enough hours in the day for me to do what I need to do so if I'm spending all this time on YouTube or on Google trying to research these things and actually making content is what makes me money. I'm missing out on that. I'm missing out on the things that make my bread and butter because I'm so focused on these miscellaneous things. And then also too, I know I'm not good at everything, right? I have my expertise, but I'm not, I don't know. I'm, I didn't go, I'm not a CPA. I'm not a lawyer. Like I'm not any of those things. I didn't go to school for that. I didn't go to college at all. So <laughs> I need to- so You're doing I just do fine is, without it. It's okay. It's, <laughs> so I- really well yeah. with really well (laughs) so I I just was like okay I need to hire help and it's hard I think too because being entrepreneur you have to trust a lot of people so I have to trust like and especially being young like I know that people that are older wanted to know that they could take advantage of me Mm. like that is definitely you know something I always came back on my mind I've heard you know crazy stories of like Steve Harvey being taken out millions of dollars by his accountant you know and that's Steve Harvey I'm like 21 year old girl like it's probably easier to get me than to get him so um as an entrepreneur it can be really hard because you are trusting these people a lot with your finances um but you know, one, having people sign NDAs is very helpful. Um, But two, you kind of just have to get over that. Like, because if you are so scared of something, you're going to prevent your growth. So um, for me, when it comes to like financial literacy is just hiring a really good team. So, you know, I've worked with some lawyers, I've, um, I have an accountant, I have a financial advisor. And one thing I recommend for that is having an accountant, a financial advisor that work together. Because um, when it comes to taxes, and sometimes saving money, that may um, be opening IRA account, and you need a financial advisor, you know, to do um, those things. So you want to have people that work together. So um, my financial advisor, his accountant is my accountant and vice versa, like, 
we all are like getting the same services here. So um, that was also helpful. And then finding people to trust you, I recommend going through referrals. Um, I, I I think that just helped me a lot because I did a lot of like interviews through research and Google, but I kind of found the most comfort or feeling yeah the most comfort in people that were referred to me by, you know, other people that I adore and respect. So, but definitely hiring a team uh, helped a lot. And I learned so much through them. And then also, also going through the interview process, you learn a lot as well on what's normal um, and what's not normal, but definitely hiring a team um, and also keeping an eye on things. So even though I have people, you know, managing these finances, I always make sure to be on top of it. So one thing I would always ask is, okay, can, do I have access to my money? Like, I know you're going to invest in, in these different things. Great. I want you to do that. But can I take it out whenever I want? Like, will I have full access? That's the most important thing to me. You don't want to give someone 100% access. You want to keep on top of it. So, you know, your accountant maybe is going to send that money to, you, to pay those your taxes or whatever you owe. Make sure you're going online to your IRS or whatever your state government and making sure that those things are paid, that you don't owe anything. Because if you're not staying on top of these people, you like think bad things can happen. So when expanding your team, you are delegating work, but you're also managing more people um, at the same time. So um, that's uh, um, definitely a little bit challenging, but it's something that you have to do. So not only am I doing you know my bread and butter things, but then I also have to make sure other people are doing their job. Yeah, <clears throat> that kind of like makes me want to ask you. Um, I know as an influencer, you've done a lot. You've been able to, you know, make this your full time. Like this is, this is what you do. I'm wondering, I know there's a lot of people who maybe have not uh, hit the level of success that you have. Um, when was it time, do you think, for you to be like, okay, maybe I need to talk to an accountant. Maybe I need to get a financial expert in on this. Because I think a lot of people feel like they they're not at that level or they don't have to worry about it. And also like when you decide that you need a lawyer for negotiations, like these are big questions that you think, oh, I could do it all myself, but there's a lot of things in those little contracts are very hidden in the details. You're like, oh, they're trying to scam me. How did you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I think I started doing all of that when I was around the six figure range, but I do wish I did it earlier. Um, Because I have gotten that question before when I'm, you know, posting about advice for being an entrepreneur. People ask me that, like, when do you think is the right time? And honestly, I'm like, I don't think there is a specific time. I think when you're in an uncomfortable situation where you feel like I don't know an answer, like, I would recommend outsourcing help. And when it comes to lawyers and contracts, you can just pay them for reading a contract. You don't necessarily have to put a lawyer on retainer because that's really expensive. And if you have, you know, a lawyer just review this contract this one time, whatever they tell you, you can just apply to everything else. So just hiring a lawyer for, you know, one instance, just reviewing, you know, a brand deal or whatever, the same thing is going to apply to the next one. I mean, they're all kind of pretty the same. And then I think in general, like just a lot of consultations, they're often free or you can just book them for this one project. Don't worry so much about putting people on a retainer. You don't necessarily have to do that. I think when you're making um, one, you know, I think in this figure in the six figure range, but also when you're finding that the amount of time you have is not enough to stay on top of any everything, that's when it's time to ask for help. So I don't know if there's like necessarily a number 
but I think it's how you feel. If you're starting to feel overwhelmed, if you're starting to feel confused, that's when it's time um, to ask for help. And we're going to start wrapping this up a little bit, but like, I have a question when it comes to the differences between like Gen Z and then everybody else, as far as like millennials and so on and so forth. Um, Cause I do feel like that, you know, Gen Z is coming through with the wins here a little bit earlier in life. Um, You know, especially like influencers, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of Gen Z that is growing in the, in that um, atmosphere. So I, I want to talk about maybe the differences and the struggles that you run into when it comes to one, approaching brands and working with them, but also to just being a woman of color and working with these brands. We touched a little bit on it, but can we elaborate? Um, I think what an issue can be, I think for my generation, they're very creative, right? I think that's like the biggest thing. Um, they create beautiful content or they're, they're just artists in, in different, right. In different ways, but they miss the corporate side of things. And I think that's one thing that I wish I knew earlier, like I'm a creative, like I've always been that way. I've always been artsy and like things like that. But I forgot that there's actually a whole corporate side to this. Like I'm the creative, but the people I'm working with, this is corporate America. And I didn't go to college. I'm creative. Oh my gosh. Art. I like video. <laughs> but I'm actually working with a lot of corporate America. And I think I definitely learned a lot from my mom, be- mom because she's worked in HR for like the past 10 years. So talking oh, to sure. her, I've known a bunch of things. But I one thing I would tell any Gen Z, you know, person watching this is to get on LinkedIn. Like people sleep on that, but LinkedIn is the hottest place for corporate America. Like that's where I make amazing like networking opportunities. That's when um, I really get to post my like, you know, entrepreneurship achievements, right? Online, it's more about beauty and things like that. But LinkedIn is actually where the corporate side, where the business side is. So, you know, you make fun and cool videos and all that stuff. But like, don't forget you are working in corporate America too. Um, So don't um, sleep on that. And then I think when it comes to being a woman of color, there is, you know, some research done that there is a really big pay gap when it comes to black and brown creators. I find just, just being in the community and just following a lot of them, majority of them don't have management. And it's very frustrating because it will be the same creator where, you know, someone who's not a person of color and someone who is, they will have the same amount of followers, same amount of engagement. And I'm telling you nine times out of 10, the person of color does not have management representation. So they're not getting the brand deals they want. And even if they are, they're not being paid adequately. So that's why I'm coming out with like my masterclass and more resources to kind of help these kids who don't have the management representation that they deserve um, because there just is a huge pay gap and it's it's, um, a really big issue right now. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, some of the people that we work with, like Chance that we've worked with and they are black and brown creators. And we know for a fact, like, I mean, even as we get older ourselves and they're still creating content, it's the same. They may be managed, but they don't get nearly as much of the brand deals as others. Yeah. And even it's not good enough. It's not worthy. Yeah. And even just seeing like brand trips, there'll be like 30 people and maybe one or two of them are brown. Like it's, it's so funny because when I first started this, like that's what it was all about, right? Lack of representation, all those things. And things have changed a lot. Like now, I think, especially when we talk about the Fenty Beauty effect, we see, you know, very um, large chain ranges, but some of the issues are like still the same. 
Um, it's kind of like the same things I posted about when I was 14 on things that frustrated me still happening um, now being 21. So um, there's just some definitely works and to be, to be done. And I feel like someone that's been there from this range to this range, I'm still kind of always talking about the same thing, but kind of in different fields, whether it be makeup, be skincare, and now, you know, talking about entrepreneurship and those things. That's kind of what my whole platform is about is really advocating for, you know, people that look like me. Well, I'm glad like we're adding you to the army of people who are advocating. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I feel like it's needed. And I also feel like to, you know, I have some hope for Gen Z in their creativity and their like, I mean, there are the individuals like yourself who are just like, look, I mean, I don't know all of this stuff, but I found out and here's what I found out. So, and it does, it removes a lot of the mysteriousness behind this whole industry, which needs to happen. I mean, there's several industries in which that needs to happen, but this one is one of them. (laughs) No, but yeah, for sure. Like my sister and my cousin was, were fans of like when you first came out so that's how I heard about you and like they needed someone that looked like them to be like oh I need someone like I can relate to instead of like the standard people that you see on like film or media so thank you for being someone that can like they felt seen which is nice to hear that that my younger sister my younger cousin I felt seen so I was gonna interview like oh my god you get to meet her I was like yes (laughs) you're a celebrity in my household because like you actually Uh. have and they're, they're a little That's older awesome. like, it was nice to like know they had someone they can look at and be like I know I can do my makeup this way or like skincare this way so thank you That's awesome. Yeah, representation you. does matter so to wrap this up where can people follow you I mean you did mention a master class too <laughs> so give us all the details yeah so you can follow me on pretty much all social media platforms instagram tiktok twitter pinterest linkedin it's all the tiara willis so the t-i-a-r-a-w-i-l-l-i-s my website is the and my masterclass is coming out this month so the theme is securing and negotiating a brand deal so i'm going to teach you how to create a community how to build your brand how to network, how to pitch, and then also, you know, dealing with rates and negotiation. So that's kind of the breakdown for the class. And it's all filmed. Um, it's not a live class. It's pre-recorded. So you'll be able to pause and play. Uh, but I'm excited. It's going to be really cool. I'm going to post about it um, when it's officially coming out. We're hopefully bringing it out around the 21st of this month. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. Um, it's definitely just going to be about me being your creator BFF. So cool i love love it well thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate having you here and until next time slay nation we'll catch you later thank you